Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. police to ask them what's going on with all these people that are out and about and not wearing masks because there is a mask mandate in the city of Tampa while this pandemic is underway and during this time of the game there you're not you're supposed to be wearing a mask if you're anywhere near Raymond James Stadium. Some of the, uh, the members of Congress that I've spoken to are basically worried about being triggered by watching some of the tape that is rolled. Killing good union jobs on day one with nothing to replace them is not building back better. Do you agree with that statement from Terry O'Sullivan? Yes. Okay. I appreciate your straightforwardness. When is it that the Biden administration is going to let the thousands of uh, fossil fuel industry workers, whether it's pipeline workers or construction workers, when it is and where it is that they can go for their green job? Well, I'd certainly welcome you to present your data of all the thousands and thousands of people who uh, won't be getting a green job. Maybe next time you're here, you can present that. Green jobs here. Green jobs here. Get your green jobs. The guys used to throw the peanuts at Fenway Park. The answer, as you could tell by Jen Psaki's runaround, is sucks to be you. (laughs) We don't know. This is not really about the green jobs. This is about taking us, uh, dismantling an industry that currently exists that is needed. And um, I, I've got a friend who listens to the show, who's a friend who you know as well, who thinks that all that all this is about uh, forcing people onto UBI. At this point, I put nothing past anybody. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I think there is an aspect of that um, in the in the pandemic relief stuff too. You know, even though I am for helping people, like if the government is going to make people's jobs illegal overnight, then you have to give the money so that they can live. But I do think that it is a little bit of a trap in a way. You know, the government makes your job illegal, and then you're like, hey, wait a minute, if you made my job illegal, you need to give me money. So then the government gives you money, and then the government's you know, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let's just keep it this way. Works great. You oh, don't yeah. have a job, oh, well, and we'll I mean, just pay you. That's the tried and true formula, right? So, Whether right. It's... Yeah, and so I do think, you know, 
I agree with people that think it's toxic that we're shutting everything down and then paying people instead of letting them mm-hmm. go to work. Um, and, and really just corrosive to society. But at the same time, like the government already did part A, which is making the jobs illegal. So I don't know then like what you're supposed to do. But but yeah, I, I do think that there's a really bad effect to this, even though, you know, you and I both liked Andrew Yang more or less. And I think he's a smart guy. And I think that there is a conservative case to be made for UBI replacing other welfare programs. But I think it needs to be so low you can't live on it. Right. You know, it, it there is a moral dignity that comes from having work and from earning what you own that that you cannot get in another way. Well, yes, and in t- the very spirit of welfare is a safety net. So mm-hmm. well, if people burn through their UBI, we're going to just say, well, you know, we tried, go ahead and just start it up. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think there are people on the left that worry about that too. I've actually seen, you know, Twitter socialist rose emoji people saying <clears throat> essentially that like, UBI is like welfare, but biased towards people who can keep their act together. You know, if you're a drug addict, UBI doesn't help you because you just go spend it on drugs or whatever. You know, like the drug addict would be better helped by being forced into a treatment program and into some kind of housing situation, you know, than by than by just handing him cash once a month and hoping he figures it out. So there. So they're saying like, oh, it's biased against it's an ableist policy or whatever, but which is one way, I guess, of looking at it. But um, but but I do think that there's something that you get from working and from, you know, mm-hmm. supporting your own family and, you know, paying for your own place to live and and being able to support yourself. That's really that really is is a dignity that you don't get by getting a check in the mail. Well, right. And also. When Andrew Yang started talking about UBI, it was mm-hmm. how uh, entire industries were being replaced and supplanted, and right. we're going to be. So self-driving cars is going to mm-hmm. knock a lot of people out. But that's also an organic transition right, to the economy, whereas what we're doing to the Keystone Pipeline is simply deleting them on a whim. Right. They were there. Of, They're not there. Exactly. Oof. Yes. If they were doing – there is a market for the pipeline. The pipeline is a – successful and in-demand um, entity. Right. Free in- enterprises making it go. Exactly. Yes. And so it's all good Oh, on top of good, on top of good. By the way, a couple of things I noticed. First of all, thank you for joining us today. This is uh, Tom Shattuck, Alice Shattuck, Shattuck, Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. Uh, the, something unique about today, in my opinion, Alice, is mm-hmm. after that incredible Super Bowl last night, this is one of the very first absolutely slow news days in quite a while yeah not a lot happened today no it's interesting i mean there's a lot going on so there's plenty to talk about but it's uh it, i haven't had this in a while where there's nothing glaring mm-hmm. uh, you know just coming at you but it, there is something fascinating so we we're talking about the keystone pipeline and uh these green jobs these in quotes i say that but these these real actual jobs in the energy industry that are being deleted and supposedly seamlessly replaced, which mm-hmm. is crazy, which has a lot of Democrats saying, eh, um, are you <laughs> sure? Because it, it, for Biden to do it <clears throat> right out of the box in the first week mm-hmm. or so seemed arbitrary and, I don't know, in almost punitive, but against its friendly fire. I mean, it's a way to say, screw you, Donald Trump. I'm reversing mm-hmm. this. <clears throat> but 
It also is inflicting unnecessary pain on thousands of people. Well, and it seems like when the last couple elections have turned on roughly 100,000 votes in like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Ohio, and then in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. like maybe... Maybe this isn't the moment to just to go full bore on delete all the fossil fuel jobs, you know? No like, doubt about that. That's definitely true. But it, but it, it just it took a lot of people back, I think. Mm-hmm. We knew that he wasn't for the pipeline because we are in extraordinary times. This is a time right now where we're artificially sustaining lives, as we've been talking about. Right. You know, from the general fund, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we are using emergency cash, American right. taxpayer money, when there'll be, that's its own Right, we're running from, up the credit right. card exactly. because we're in an emergency. Right, well, these people <clears throat> had good jobs. They were mm-hmm. currently employed, and you could have, they could have been accepted from all this stuff. But no, we're pushing them now into positions, many of them into right. positions, where there'll be not, it, negative income or at zero income. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, right. It's like saying that, you know, if you get laid off and then immediately going out and taking out a huge loan to put solar panels on your roof, like, you know, and you're just trying to get food put on the table and you're like, you know what, though? Can we really afford to wait on green energy? The time is now. And you're like, but you just got laid off. Don't you have to, like, buy groceries? Shouldn't you wait until you get another job and then do the solar panels? You know, like, we're subsisting on our, like, emergency credit card reserve right now to buy groceries for our kids. And then, you know, you're like, oh, no, but we have to to switch to green energy. So I'm just going to... Like, if... Yes, we get it. That's an existential threat, and et cetera, et cetera, which I think it's debatable, like, how we should handle it from there. But, but you know, like, we're in an emergency. And if you want people to treat the pandemic seriously, then you have to act like you take the pandemic seriously. And so if how seriously you take the pandemic and the resulting economic fallout that's come from it if if you take it so seriously that you're willing to start deleting jobs on day one in office, mm-hmm. then how do you expect people to care about wearing masks or whatever? Like, right. you obviously think that. the pandemic is stupid, so why should we care? You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. When you've got Gina McCarthy from Zod Ave coming mm-hmm. up and saying, yeah, we're going to do this one and this one and this one and this one, which we're changing over this industry and this one. And and Carrie saying the same thing. Right. Talking about, we'll have green hydrogen soon. Those will be coming online and the... You know, down the road. Uh-huh. I mean, the, the, it's it's and they're excitedly doing it. It's as if there was no pandemic. You're right. This is mm-hmm. this is this is an excited progressive agenda for any other time, pandemic or not. This this right. is just everything, and they're rolling it in, of course, to pandemic relief because that supercharges it. But it, it's it it really really does mm-hmm. just absolutely kneecap the credibility of of. of well, right. I mean. The pandemic is literally going on. Like 4,000 people a day are dying. And you're going to come out here and tell me that the biggest public health problem that we have is, well, depending who who's talking at the moment, it's either climate change or racism, but definitely not the pandemic. Well, like, okay, well, that tells me exactly how serious you think the pandemic mm-hmm. actually is, right? I mean, I, I don't know any other way to interpret what they're saying at this point because... They literally think whether or not I use a plastic shopping bag at the checkout line is more important than than you know people dying in hospitals. That's that's where they are. That's the mental space that they're in. And there are some there are some reliable barometers of where power centers of the Democratic Party 
are on these situations, on these mm-hmm. developments that have happened. And one of them is Richard Trumka of the AFL-CIO. He looks the part. He's 71 years old. He's from Pennsylvania. He looks like an ex-iron worker mm-hmm. or current iron worker. He looks like a guy who can beat the hell out of a bar full of um, scabs if necessary. He's always looked the part. He's a good, good now he's a Washington DC branded, but he's right. a good old, you know, club wielding kind of uh blood in the streets uh union guy, Richard Trumka. Mm-hmm. And actually I'll nod to you. He's married to a Barbara Vidovich. Mm-hmm. Is that one yeah. of yours? Uh it's funny because when you brought up Trumka, I was thinking this because um my really good Serbian friend, the one who came to our wedding, who you know, mm-hmm. her dad um, is a lawyer for unions. And when I think of a lot of the Serbian people I know who are from the Midwest, generally, that's where a lot of Serbs are. Chicago has like the number two population of Serbs of any city in the world after Belgrade. Um, they're, they're exactly this type of voter. You know, mm-hmm. they're Midwest. A lot of them came here at the time when all these big factories were opening with lots of other immigrants from Eastern Europe, like Poles and, and all that. And, and they absolutely, I mean, like they didn't, they're, they're the swing vote. They're the like Ohio, Michigan. swing vote. Yeah. That's when we go to Serbian camp, it's like half the families there from like Detroit. Half the audience nervous, nervous Alice. What? I like Serbian camp. Okay, that is a camp for children and uh, and women. It is fully voluntary. I'm sure you there's no threat of no. you being interned. There. No, Serbs were put in concentration camps in World War II. We yes. didn't put anyone in concentration. I, Alice, you don't have to unveil the entire defense. <laughs> I love Serbian people, and I love you, and I love the, everybody else. But okay, so but yeah, he's they're right there. They're Trumpka people. So yeah, and Trumpka, it's very interesting. He is a guy mm-hmm. who's looking for the interests of the unions. Mm-hmm. He is a guy looking to play ball with the Biden administration. And he is a guy who I don't see many interviews with him. Right. But he is the fact that he did an interview with Jonathan Swan of Axios. Jonathan Swan, it, it, it tells me that Trumpka is trying to send out Morse code for SOS. We've got a problem mm-hmm. here. And he, he, Jonathan Swan, this guy's reporting is so good. He is such a good reporter. Listen to the way he talks to Trumka. And he's on TV, but Swan is an absolute print guy, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't, there's no flirt. He's asking real questions. He's listening. He's looking into Trumka's eyes. He's reacting. He's watching Trumka's body language. Right. And he himself is emoting and reacting as well. So he's, it's almost a ping pong mm-hmm. where Trump could get to see what this guy's doing and knows something is up. And this is fantastic. I love Swan's emotion. Oh, yeah. Emotion, emoting. Well, it's so, do you remember the interview with Trump where he course. was looking at the graphs and it's like memes now? Yeah. yeah. His, his reactions are priceless. I well, love him. Yes, yes. Just for that. But the way he brings Trumka in, and Trumka is mm-hmm. no dummy. This is a street smart guy. Uh huh. And he, Trumka is there for two, he's there for one reason. To say SOS and to signal while uh, while complimenting effusively the president, mm-hmm. saying "Hey, WTF." Um, but also, Trumpka does not want to go so far as to either insult or it, you know throw a stone that's going to hit the administration. Mm-hmm. So here's uh, Jonathan Swan asking right out at the top of the interview. 
about um, the Keystone Pipeline. In his first hours as president, Joe Biden announced that he was going to cancel the Keystone XL Pipeline. And the Labourers International Union of North, North America put out a statement saying that it's going to cost a thousand union jobs. Can you explain why the president was right? Well, first of all, Trump doesn't say, I mean, uh, Tawana doesn't say, what do you think about that? He says, can you explain why the president was right? So in other words, advocate on behalf of killing those jobs, Mr. Union President, mm-hmm. which puts Trump in the uncomfortable position of having to step way over uh, Swan's question and getting into a, a more comfortable area to, right. to attack the answer. Uh, and that's why he's uncomfortable in this. Trumpka, many times you can hear he's shuffling his feet around. He's tapping his feet with his leg. Hmm. Trumpka is uncomfortable. I, I wish he hadn't done that on the first day because the Labor's International was right. It did and will cost us jobs in, in the process. If I wish he had paired that more carefully uh, with... Uh, the, the thing that he did second by saying, here's where we're creating jobs. We can do mine reclamation. We can fix leaks and we can fix seeps and create hundreds of thousands of jobs in doing all of that stuff. And that's him. That's Trumka begging. Yeah. Give begging. me cover. Yes. Yes. Do it with a make it a uh, job killing sandwich. Any At least. <laughs> At least put something good in there with the bad. Pair it with something. Right. So that I can go back and tell my members, no, 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 no. This is just turning from coal to green. Yeah. But there wasn't that. Mm-hmm. You think Biden realizes that that was a mistake, that announcement? I, I think so, yes. Did you? You know, among other things now, that's news. Because now he's got Trump, Trumpka saying that it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that he thinks Biden thinks it was a mistake. Yes. About it. I have not. Why do you think he's... And if I had, I wouldn't tell you. So why do you think he has come to that realization? Because the next time the subject came up, it was done the right way. And that's him saying again that the, the second time, it, you know, and this might have right. been the Kerry talking about hydrogen jobs or whatever. It was, there were green jobs. The Kerry presser that we played was a green job waterfall. <laughs> oh, there was all sorts of you were making Teslas suddenly, and there was green hydrogen, and there was wind and solar, solar and panels growing and by seventy five percent in the last. The drop jobs were falling out of the sky; they were everywhere. When you said that the Laborers International Union was correct in their statement, I want to read you part of their statement. They said, "We support the president's campaign to build back better. Killing good union jobs on day one with nothing to replace them is not building back better." Do you agree with that statement from Terry O'Sullivan? Yes. Okay. I appreciate your straightforwardness. <laughs> and that is great as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he gave the dog a treat for giving him something right there. Yeah. Because Terry O'Sullivan slammed the administration. Mm-hmm. Killing jobs is not building back better. Going against the, the entire branding of the Biden administration of the campaign. Mm-hmm. This is not making America great again. Essentially saying that, right? So, uh, so it, it it was the fact that Trumpka feels that much, maybe in his bones, but feels it from his membership, mm-hmm. and sees it with other unions saying, uh, looking at him saying, uh, "What the frig is this? Is this how many more of these can we expect?" Tells well, it, 
And he's just not an idiot, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, he doesn't need the pressure from his members because he's not stupid. And he can see that if you put a thousand people out of work, there's only so many times you can do that before it goes into the newspapers. Like, he didn't get to where he is by not realizing that you have to keep people employed and happy. That's what unions are supposed to be there for, you know? So you can't have unions endorse a guy who then erases their jobs immediately. Like, that's not good for Trumpka either. Right, and this pipeline is a set mm-hmm. of ribbon cuttings, silver shovel, dig, you mm-hmm. know, photo ops, etc. For not, if not Trumpka, his equivalent in the regions, and right. Depending on you know what exactly the the technology mm-hmm. is or the profession is, is that's being used there. So these are all a series of townwide, statewide, nationwide um, PR uh, wins mm-hmm. that the unions could be part of here. And enjoying that have now been totally deleted. Right. And unions in particular have been having a little bit of a tough time of it. You know, over the last couple decades, they've been losing some of their stranglehold on power in some of these areas of the country. Like, look at what happened in Wisconsin, where, you know, you, you end up with a right to work state and a lot of these unions just get blood dry because people stop paying the unions, you know, and and so they don't they don't want to see more of that. You know, there have been Supreme Court decisions unfavorable to unions, all this. And and so if you're a union and you go out and your members are paying you money and you go out and endorse Joe Biden and give him money and do work for him and tell your members to vote for him. Right. And then Joe Biden goes and puts your members out of work. That's not good for you, the person who gets paid by the union. Like, that, you don't want that. You don't want the politicians that you work for. You go and work for them so that they do stuff for you. You don't go and work for them so that they give you problems. Right. And also, these very guys are guys you had out holding signs. Right. That's what I mean. Like, you you put these people to work. And, like, I've done some local politics stuff. And the unions show up for stuff. They get people. They pay people to show up for stuff to do things for candidates. They're incredibly powerful. In Massachusetts, they're ridiculously powerful they can give i think it's like fifteen thousand dollars to a candidate and corporations can give nothing so it's it's really wild like how much they can do for candidates so if you do all this work for candidates and you go out on a limb and take your members money that they paid you and you do all this to help joe biden and then joe biden comes around and screws you over that puts you in a really bad spot you know your members aren't going to want to pay you anymore do you think biden will shut down will cancel additional pipelines uh i don't know Uh, i know this if he does he'll pair it with job creation uh that will be greater than the number of jobs lost what must that tell you Mm -hmm. that he has not been given an assurance that biden won't shut down more pipelines that tells you that biden's gonna shut down more exactly And he knows it's going to happen. And that's why he's saying, I know that if he does, which he will, and I know he is, because mm-hmm. we know that, that he's going to pair it with jobs. Right. Unlike this last time. Understand me, administration? You understand? Mm-hmm. This is why I'm talking to this guy, you know, in, in fiddling and fussing. Right. This is like, I'm not saying that there's organized crime or ever has been involved in unions. But you don't generally get bosses like this allowing themselves one-on-one to get grilled. How comfortable are you with Biden's plan to ban fracking on federal lands? Time goes by. (laughs) 
Let's listen to that again. He's tapping his foot to it. At some point, one point, I think you can hear his foot as he's tapping it. How comfortable are you with Biden's plan to ban fracking on federal lands? I think it needs to be looked at and studied and carefully thought through. I think the future of the country should be considered in that process. Why? Because the fracking revolution has saved the country? largely responsible for taking out of, us out of the recession and the great re, sorry the great recession that Obama and lowering our emissions by the way yes making us energy independent making us our reliance on the Middle East countries including some with jihadis who uh, enjoy attacking us diminishing that you know making that a, a thing of the past I mean this is everything mm. fracking is everything right now right it's um yeah it should be studied well too late he already did it <laughs> It should be studied. Yeah. In other words, it should be studied and then uh, ceased to exist yeah. as an idea. In politics, when you say you want to study something, it means you want it to go away and never come back. Okay, but he says he's going to do it. So oh, he didn't. he's promised to do it. I'm sure if he promised to do it, he probably will, because right. he promised to shut down XL and he did XL. Right. I guess what he's I'm asking... Man, he's a man of his word. Okay. But he's also promised to create jobs, right. good union jobs, and be the best union president that we ever have. And I believe he'll do that as well. If that's not a Hail Mary plea, mm-hmm. listen to me, Mr. President. Listen to me. You know, I wonder how much access this guy's getting to the president. Yeah, I at first when he has said like, oh, I haven't, and if I did, I wouldn't tell you. I was like, oh, maybe that means that he has talked to him. But the more that I'm hearing the conversation, it more sounds like he's asking Biden to return his calls here. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel the same way. And maybe that's Ron Klain, who's the chief of staff yeah. now, who's call, make, calling the shots on that and saying no. Yeah, no. or maybe just maybe uh, who knows where Biden kind of is politically right now where um you know he got elected by this coalition of the woke and the left and the anti-trumpers and he also needed to peel back some of these like blue collar uniony type of voters and you know it's it's not a very stable coalition when you have Kamala there and John Kerry there and Gina McCarthy uh but you know, I I'm wondering how much Biden is uh, thinking that he owes that that kind of blue collar voter that he needed in Pennsylvania and, and Michigan and all those places, you know, or if he's he's saying, you know, maybe the future of the party is this woke part and the Green New Deal part and the AOC part. But that's not what put him over the edge. It's they not were never going to vote for the Trump. Edge. These people are. the Yeah, it's not are. what put him over the edge. And um I, I think that would be a bad move politically, but I don't know what he's thinking right now or who's running the show and and telling him stuff in the White House. It doesn't sound like he's talked to Trumka, you know? No. Like, when you hear what's coming out of the administration, it doesn't sound like union press releases. It sounds like no. woke press releases. Right. So so I'm wondering, you know, like, if he if he now is more being pushed around by those interests at the moment. Than rather than sort of his more traditional voter, his screen. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Voter. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how generally how what depth of knowledge he usually has on things anyway. But he, you know, 
But his... Jen Psaki has said it already that right. his bailiwick is foreign policy. Mm-hmm. In... But I think his gut, like politically, historically, his sort of um, where he naturally sits on the political spectrum when he's himself mm-hmm. is is more sort of the blue collar union. Well, land. he naturally sits in the middle of the Democratic Party, wherever that mm-hmm. is, and the Democratic Party now is more left yeah. than ever. But still, as a lunch bucket Joe, daughter, uh, grandson of coal miners, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all that stuff, this does not seem to be, this doesn't jive with that. Right. So Steve Ducey uh, asked Jen Psaki today about all this stuff. And you'll notice, the, the way you know that a, a line of question has been uh, questioning has been successful is that all of these media types and lefties and pundits, whatever, will jump on and say, Jen Psaki shut down, you know, yeah. agitator or Fox interviewer or it doesn't have to be Fox. They've been yeah. saying, Jen Psaki, you've been Psaki'd and yeah, Jen Psaki you, just dunked Psaki on bomb. this reporter. Junked, dunked on this reporter. The thing that's incredible is that these reporters, most of them, I guess you would say Ducey is not a, 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 an ally, but most of them are, are friendly to the administration mm-hmm. and are simply just asking questions. They're not saying yeah. Joe Biden wasn't born in America, and you know now that ten thousand people are out of work, that's a that's a you know three nine elevens. They're not trying to they're not trying to destroy him. A lot of the people are just asking questions. So mm-hmm. Ducey, Ducey's question is not done with attitude. It, it's a tough question, but it's a very fair question. You've just asked immediately ten thousand jobs. Where are the new jobs? Why is it that the Biden administration is going to let the thousands of uh, fossil fuel industry workers, whether it's pipeline workers or construction workers, who are either out of work or will soon be out of work because of a Biden EO, uh, when it is and where it is that they can go for their green job? And that is something the administration has promised. Uh, There is now a gap. So I'm just curious when that happens, when those people can count on that. Well, I'd certainly welcome you to present your data of all the thousands and thousands of people who uh, won't be getting a green job. Maybe next time you're here, you can present that. Oh, dunked on him. Yeah. Yeah, She brought receipts. That's what I saw somebody on Twitter saying. Like, what? Turns the tables on him. This is not a this is not an antagonistic question. Right. He's asking, you're getting rid of the jobs. Where are the new ones? Well, I look forward to your data, Mr. Job Expert stuff. (laughs) guy which tells you that she's also either too stupid to understand the question or too intimidated by the question right but it's a useless answer so she didn't we're talking about real people here this should be easy Mm -hmm. you should have something ready for this all the people who you've made unemployed now what happens to them but you said that they would be getting green jobs so i'm just asking when that happens uh richard trumka who is a friend longtime friend Mm -hmm. of joe biden says about that day one Keystone EO, he says, I wish he, the president, had paired that more carefully with the thing that he did second by saying, here's where we are creating the jobs. So there's partial evidence from Richard Trumka. Well, you didn't include all of his interview. Would you like to include the rest? So so how about this? Uh, The Laborers International Union of North America said the Keystone decision will cost 1,000 existing union jobs and 10,000 projected construction jobs. Well, what Mr. Trumpka also indicated in the same interview was that President Biden has proposed a climate plan with transformative investments in infrastructure and laid out a plan that will not only create millions of good union jobs. Yeah, and he also talked about the Mandalorian. But that doesn't pertain to the question we're talking about right here. 
It's where are the jobs that yeah. they're supposed to go to? The 10,000 guys in the North Dakota, et cetera, in the Northwest, where should they go tomorrow mm-hmm. now that they have nowhere to be tomorrow? Right. And, yeah, he has a climate plan. Is there a bill that's been presented that we're talking about passing and so that the CBO can score it so we know how much it will cost and how many jobs will be created? I mean, is that a thing that's happening? Or is that you? Know, or are we just still talking about his plan that he was talking about when he was running? I mean, come on, guys. Like, get it together. You You had time to delete the jobs right away. And I don't understand, frankly, why the whole climate thing, like, if you can create these jobs that are going to be so high paying and so much better and so wonderful and union and magical and with pensions and, and where there's no black lung and all the checklist of things that they tell us the jobs need to have. Uh, then why don't you just create them and then people will go be in those jobs and there won't be demand for pipelines anymore and then that will naturally go away, right? Like, why do you have to get rid of the pipeline jobs first? If you know how to create the magic green jobs, then why don't you create the magic green jobs? And obviously everyone will want to do that. They don't just work right. at the pipeline because they want to be evil or something. You know, like if you if you have the secret formula to create green jobs, then just go create green jobs. No one is stopping you. You know, just go ahead. Make the green jobs go. And actually, that would make it so that everybody would simply migrate away from right. these they would dirty want, jobs. They would want the great new green but, clean jobs. Yes, but we're just promised that... The green jobs um, are they're they're wonderful jobs. They're jobs that allow you to be to work in the same region where you work now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them involved renewables. This new technology yeah. is very booming. It's it's bountiful out there. It's going to be working some with uh, green hydrogen. It's going to be mm-hmm. fan- you can use it's your same be skills. You can use the same skills if that you're easily 60. transferring from a Tesla to whatever it is. There's going to be uh, models swimming with pigs, and Ja Rule's <laughs> going to be there. He's going to be the rapper, and there's going to be a wonderful uh, cabanas that you can stay in. And these cool teepees, and it's going to be the time of your life. You yeah, know? it just costs a few thousand dollars up front, and then we'll exactly. let you know. We'll let you know when you can come. Yes, yes, it's almost done. Trust us, but it seems to be behind schedule or not existing. No, no, it's almost done. It's right on track. Jobs, but also help tackle the climate crisis. And as the president has indicated, when he gave his prime time address uh, to talk about the American Rescue Plan, he talked about his plans to also put forward a jobs plan uh, in the in the weeks or months following. And he has every plan to do exactly that. Yeah, they were supermodels. They were on the yeah, yeah. There. there was there. You see? Did you okay. see the promo film? So, but she yeah. Did... There's a credit card already. The guy, whatever his name is, what's his name? Belchamp. What's the guy? I from, forgot. The fire what the guy? The yeah, there's all sorts guy. of stuff. Yeah. You're, there's already you already got a. You, we gave you lanyards to your new green jobs. It's coming. <laughs> They're coming. Don't worry about it. Hang in there for a little bit. Yeah. So she did actually in that though eventually answer the question. She said in the coming weeks or months. That's when they. That's when they'll they'll actually put it forward to try and make the green jobs. So don't worry, they're right around the corner. If you've been put out of work by the Biden administration, sit tight, it's coming. Right. the The actual, in actuality, there were Keystone Pipeline jobs coming in the coming <laughs> weeks or months, but in in the um, uh, oil industry, mm-hmm. now there are green jobs coming in the weeks or months in the. Flabakalupa industry because it doesn't right. exist the right now. The fairy dust industry is right. booming. So can we just hang out a little bit more in the industry that exists yeah. before we jump to the uh, you know imagined stone across the river 
that doesn't exist. Yeah, you just have to take the leap of faith. It's like in Indiana Jones when you have to walk out onto right. the bridge that you can't see. You just step right this way. Come on, let's go. It's right here. I swear the bridge is there. Incredible. And they have the audacity to say it with a straight face. I mean, it seemed like Richard Trumko was in a great mood and excited for those Keystone people to go right over to those mm-hmm. green jobs. Yeah. He seemed very he seemed like a guy who was really sure that there are green <laughs> union jobs, high paying jobs existing. That's why yeah. he was shaking, you know, visibly during that interview. He seemed like a guy totally at ease with the situation. And um I like the implication that Peter Ducey is somehow taking Trumka out of context too. Oh yeah. Yes. Did you want to quote the whole interview? You want to quote the whole interview, Peter? Or whatever your name is. <laughs> It's incredible. Oh, it's a new airplane, space flight from Space uh, oh. Force. Saki bomb. But uh, there are people living paycheck to paycheck. There are now people out of jobs once the Keystone pipe out of jobs once the Keystone pipeline uh, stopped construction. It's been 12 days since Gina McCarthy and John Kerry were here, and it's been 19 days since that EO. So, what are these people who need money now? When do they get their green job? It's a good question. That's all you need. Jen, I'll tell you, they should be in the Trapper Keeper somewhere. When do they go? When they get into the Uber, where should it take them? Well, uh, the the president and many Democrats and Republicans in Congress believe that investment in infrastructure, building infrastructure uh, that's in our national interests uh, and that boosts the U.S. economy, creates good-paying union jobs here in America. I didn't understand that word. Is that boosios? Boosios economy? Boosts the economy? Is that what you, did you say boosts the U.S. economy? Yeah. Okay. And advances our climate and clean energy goals are something that we can certainly work on doing together. And he has every plan to uh, share more about his uh, details of that plan in the, in the weeks ahead. Yeah, it's not the kind of thing you want to roll out as you're giving people pink slips. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I mean, so let's just tighten up the timeline here. So in in the weeks and months ahead, Biden will come out with the details of the plan that will presumably be some kind of bill that he will then need to pass through Congress, and then that will outlay money that will then be dispersed by some kind of agency or commission to various companies to develop technologies who will then go out and take that money and hire people. So, yeah, I think- In the industries that right now mm-hmm. are in the vaporware stage, that many of yeah. which are hypothetical at the moment. Yeah, you might as well, sorry, but be hoping to get hired by... The so, Burn Barrel Podcast yes. Industries. <laughs> you know what? We've got thousands of green jobs too. Might as well. You know, and most of them are in uh, in in green hydrogen. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's it's in to, for the unions to have the the, the union. You know, uh, the AFL CIO union or the the Teamsters union or the SEIU union. You know, being this big institution. Out there, floating around, and for to have the uh, to have the you know SS Biden battleship come up, USS Biden battleship come up to them and essentially broadside them and shoot the hell out of them, blow them away with their huge cannons. That's what's happening. They're blowing up the the ship and then saying, "Don't worry, there's another ship that's going to be coming for you." Well, can you wait till the other ships maybe alongside or at least in uh, in eye shot before you uh, sink us? While we're all hanging out here in the water, no, that's not uh, that's not the plan. Good luck with that. This is it, it, it's so funny. People talked about Trump t- musing about buying Greenland. This is far more insane. 
this actually hurts people. I know that he yelled at the press and he acted nutty and he had crazy hair and all that other stuff and he had he hung out with, with shady people. But at the end of the day, at the bottom of the balance sheet is harm done to people. And right now, this guy out of the gate is doing a hell of a lot of harm. And we don't know why. His own allies are saying, what's going on? Why? Why are you doing this? Big unions are saying, what's going on? Why? So if this is what it's going to be, if this is the progressive version of the Biden administration, and he's not getting access to other people, if, if this guy, Ron Klain, is a gatekeeper and saying, sorry, uh, if we're not doing unions today, uh, Trump, come back. Well, then that's what the administration is. And, and, and if they don't care that there's not going to be positive yields for the administration politically or, or you know, tangibly for Americans out there, especially those people suffering, well, then it's a pretty damn sinister administration if that's the way it's going to go. Well, we shall see. We will uh, we will stick with this. But do watch this. And if you're if you're a, a, a more liberal progressive person. I understand if, if you, you're afraid of climate change and it's the most important thing, and I understand that, whatever. But, and I understand that it's fun to hate on the Trump administration. And it's fun to see Jen Psaki acting like somebody who uh, was in the West Wing show. It, it, she's, oh, wow, she comports herself so well. And this, but she's not answering important questions that you need. And either that means that she doesn't have the answer or she doesn't want you to know the real answer or that the administration doesn't have the answer which is incompetence, or that uh, they don't want you to know the real answer, which is malevolence. All right. So in, uh, let's see, the Super Bowl, for us, for me right now, it is Monday night. Super Bowl was last night, and Tom Brady, well, what a game. That's all I want in the game. Oh, damn it. I called. I should have brought my predictions here that I said to Jerry Callahan last week. I said it would be a decisive victory. I said Gronk would have a huge game, and they'd play a lot of small ball and one other things. As it turns out, they played a lot of every kind of ball because Brady was just magnificent. Um, but those of you, most of you from other parts of the country probably hate him. Unless you're from Florida now. But uh, So anyway, the media just can't help being the media. This is Randy Kay from CNN reporting from outside of, um, I forgot the stadium's name. It's got a name, Mark Anthony or something, um, in Florida at Tampa Bay. It, it can't just be about the sights and sounds of the parties, et cetera. No. There's a lot of concern here, Fred, and hence my double mask that I'm wearing uh, here. We're at the poorhouse in Tampa. And uh, if you take a look here behind me, you can see there's a, a pretty healthy crowd here. Um, they, we are outside, and they are doing their best to safely social distance, but there are a lot of people here. Uh, some of them are just hanging out at tables. They're not all from the same party, obviously, or the same family. This is a huge amount of people, hundreds of people in the street, and you can see uh, most of them are not even wearing masks. This is the dispatch from the Super Bowl. <laughs> where you would think, but of course, it's the state of Ron DeSantis, so it can't be. It has mm -hmm. to be a, a human health crisis right. dispatch instead. So you have Randy K of CNN now telling you uh, about the chaotic, uh, deadly activity going on. There's large mm -hmm. groups, a lot of them aren't the same families. There aren't masks. I've been calling, looking for masks. Uh, we're also told that they were on the dance floors oh. in a lot of these clubs, and the dance no. floors right now during the pandemic are supposed to actually be closed. Uh, I gave a call to Tampa police to ask them. You Karen <laughs> narc you. To ask them. That's yeah. the new journalism. Oh. I called your employer to ask them what they think about what you posted on Twitter. I called the police yep. to 
ask them. Should there be all these people breaking the mask mandate in the dance clubs? I'm just I reporting. Just I'm just looking yeah. for comment. What's going on with all these people that are out and about and not wearing masks? Because there is a mask mandate in the city of Tampa while this pandemic is underway and during this time of the game. There, you're not. You're supposed to be wearing a mask. We get anywhere it, Randy. You're upset about the mask. Glad you enjoyed the game. That way to take uh, advantage. Florida, Florida's doing pretty well with vaccinations. Maybe a lot of those people are vaccinated. What does she know? Well, they're not vaccinating with an eye towards um, equity. So I'm. I, don't, I consider that a loss if everybody lives there. But the the equity was not achieved. Um, so one other thing. Tomorrow starts the or today if you're listening Tuesday. And you know, I, you know we don't, shouldn't always say that, but I'm always going to say it because I enjoy it. But tomorrow starts the uh, the impeachment of uh, Donald Trump, of citizen golfer Donald Trump, and um, somebody who I'd never known before. And she might be a good reporter, I don't know, but I, I like her. I just like this, what she says here, about the, what she's hearing from Congress. This is Olivia Beavers. <laughs> Something funny about that, Alice? <laughs> I only know, if it gets the way you said it, what you're thinking. But no, I'm not. I, I don't actually, have a mind actually, like that. No, no, no I, don't have, I, I don't think of things like that. I actually have experience with an actual real life beaver with the one with pelts like what was worn around the Capitol building an experience with it alice you are so immature <laughs> i apologize burn barrelers that you have to hear this um so uh i no. don't get out that much <laughs> no apparently not my goodness it's like um living with um what's his name who's the guy who do i like the guy from around here the comedian i don't know Come on. Oh, you gotta get, There's no, a lot of comedians Phil, in the Boston fill. area. You better fill out. <sighs> well, anyway, that, uh, then I'm going to go to my story that I wanted to no, talk hold about. On, hold on, hold well, on, hold on. I want to be able to show people my pictures of Joe Biden from British GQ. Uh, you will in just a moment, Alice. Because I have the capability. Who's I have the, it all set up Who's to do the best comedian video. that we watch now that I love? Local guy. He's living in California now. Uh, I I don't know who you watch for comedy. He wears all black. Come on, he's from Boston. Adam Carolla. That's the only person no, I've seen you watch Boston recently. I don't know who that is. I mean, I don't know where he's from, but like, I don't know who you've been watching for comedy. Hold I don't on, watch a lot of comedy. Hold on, I've gotten us uh, off into this cul-de-sac now. We're never gonna get out. <laughs> Louis C.K. No, I don't know. Not a bad Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Okay. Why did I bring him up? I, I oh yeah, that's right. You're Bill Burr because of your. <laughs> Blue humor all of a sudden. Okay. So, uh, so, all right. This is Olivia Beavers. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Talking, taking the temperature of the folks in Congress on the eve of the impeachment. Some of the, uh, the members of Congress that I've spoken to are basically worried about being triggered by watching some of the tape that is rolled. Great. So we're in good hands. That's excellent. That's excellent. Rashida Tlaib is going to break down and recall uh, through her PTSD her experience from 3,000 miles away from where the violence was. And uh, AOC will blame Ted Cruz for sexual assault. All right. Um, go ahead, Alice. You were saying? Anyway, I wanted to... I couldn't get to this the other night because we were accosted by children. Um, but this came out over the weekend, and this just made me laugh, and I wanted to share it with you. There is um, a bit of a visual here. I'm going to put it up on the YouTube video if you're on the YouTube. But um, I want to read this to you as well because um, British GQ did a, a fantasy makeover of Joe Biden. 
So the pictures that I'm about to show you are not real. They photoshopped Joe Biden's head onto their imagined fantasy of the clothes they picture him wearing. And they wrote a whole article about it. This is British GQ. So the pictures aren't real, quote unquote, like Joe Biden didn't go out and put on these clothes and pose for them. But they're real in that somebody really put them together for a magazine because they like Joe Biden. So that tells you a lot. But anyway, so this is how they describe it. Um, Joe Biden gets a big fit makeover GQ style from double denim to peak preppy. Number 46 gets our big fit oh, makeover. Jesus. And then the, the caption on the image says Joe Biden swagger in chief. Um, oh, God. So I think any in chief jokes about the president are always, I don't know, maybe in Britain they're not, they haven't like used up, they haven't you know, killed that joke yet, but I'm done. Anyway, so uh, then here it says, the 46th POTUS is more than the savior of the union. He's a true blue style icon, too. It was no real surprise that Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States, decided to wear an outfit designed entirely by Ralph Lauren for his inauguration on 20 January. Not only was it an expensively stitched demonstration of both his dependability and stability, no cello-taped ties to see here, but it also acted as a super 120s cipher for his unimpeachable patriotism. What could possibly be truer or bluer, after all, than a navy two-piece designed by the undisputed master of all American elegance? Jesus. Um, the truth is, however, there's more to Joe Biden's personal approach to dressing than simply sticking on a suit that's been designed by one of his equally venerable countrymen. Indeed, over the years, Biden has developed a flair for sporting pretty much every genre in the broad canon of American style. Oh, From POTUS's much-documented passion for U.S. Air Force-approved Ray-Ban aviators, complete with natty gold frames, to his thing for denim shirts and that covetable collection of tool watches, which includes a classic Omega Speedy and a subtly stylish Rolex Datejust, the new Commander-in-Chief's wardrobe is one which perfectly embodies a good handful of his founding father forebear Benjamin Franklin's 13 American virtues, namely industry, order, and and moderation, though we should probably park frugality for now. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, by the way, unemployed pipeline workers, at least you'll know that. Yeah, that's good. Although I think the Rolex was his son's. So, I mean, you know. Okay. Um, but in any case, um, as if that's not enough, here's the first outfit they put him in. They put him in a nice pinstripe suit here. The big job calls for a big suit. Think Jordan Belfort meets Gordon Gecko in the mind of Tom Ford, and you'll be somewhere on the right balance sheet. When it comes to pattern, Biden knows it's all about pin or chalk oh, stripes, but it's really in the accessories that a commander-in-chief's medal is measured. So make like the man himself and ensure your briefcase is croc, your shoes handmade, and your specs fully sexed. Oh, Jesus. And then we have, uh, they did a Rodeo Joe. Oh, wait, I didn't show you his power suit. Here you go. Here's his power suit with his, uh, his croc briefcase that they envision him in. Uh, and then you have uh, Rodeo Joe, where he's tossing his cowboy hat in the air with his fringed suede jacket. Again, and an eagle's flying over, too. So this is, this is so British that they think this about America. It cracks me up. Um, but anyway... Like some bronco-riding, lasso-swinging love child of Ennis Del Mar and Billy the Kid, Biden knows his way around a tasseled suede jacket and 10-gallon hat better than most of his presidential predecessors. Is these all made up? These are all made up? <laughs> yes, they're made up. This lives in this person's head. This whole thing. But they, unlike the people who Photoshop Trump's head onto Rocky's body or, like, into the crossing of the Delaware with eagles flying over or whatever. <laughs> this person is paid by a major magazine to create this stuff. Um, he knows his way around a tasseled suede jacket and a 10-gallon hat better than most of his presidential predecessors, W notwithstanding. Oh, and he's not one to be thrown off by an 
overinflated orange rodeo clown either. Get it? See? I get See? it. I um, get it. Uh, and then we have him in his uh, pastel shorts with his Starbucks latte in the Oval Office is the next photo that they photoshopped him into. Why uh, are they doing this? Why are they photoshopping <laughs> They're giving him? him the makeover of their dreams. They're giving him a makeover in their head of what they think he should dress like based on their weird fantasies about him. Um, again, in GQ. British GQ, but still. Uh, so about this, they say Joe Biden has been serving up those sweet Ivy League goods ever since his days playing freshman football at the University of Delaware. From classic Weegian's pennies, I don't even know what that is, I'm not preppy enough, I guess, worn with white socks to this season's paneled pastel Oxfords, teamed with jazzy Madras shorts, you'd better believe Biden's got you prepped. Okay, um, Alice, before I throw myself out of the third floor window, is that it? Oh, they have two more. No, you don't want to hear about his other outfits. No, I have breaking news on the Florida Tampa partiers, Alice. Okay, I'm ready to hear. This is the mayor, Jane Castor. Everyone knows that simply wearing a mask dramatically reduces the spread of COVID-19, and I'm proud to say that the majority of individuals that I saw uh, out and about enjoying the festivities associated with the Super Bowl were complying. You know, we we had. Tens of thousands of people all over the city, downtown, out by the stadium, Ybor City, uh, down here in Channel Side, and very, very few incidents. So I'm proud of our community, but uh, those incidents. few bad actors uh-huh. uh, will be identified, and the Tampa Police Department will handle it. There just has to be that level of personal responsibility. You can supply everyone with a mask, advise them of the science behind it. And we'll go after them. Good for you, Mayor Jane Castor. Hunt them down. Hunt them all down. Mm-hmm. One person who um, better be expecting a knock from the police is Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who was shown in a photo maskless at the Super Bowl in Tampa. Uh, he was asked about it by uh, reporters today, and DeSantis said, Someone said, Hey, you were at the Super Bowl without a mask. He follows up with, but how the hell am I going to be able to drink a beer with a mask on? Come on, I had to watch the Bucks win. Ron DeSantis for president is what I'm saying right now. That is perfect. God bless. There's no audio to that yet. Maybe there will be by tomorrow. But damn straight, Governor mm-hmm. DeSantis. Uh, for any updates on DeSantis's impending presidential run and how he drinks his beer, um, you can check us out at Burn Barrel Pod on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Uh, you can check out our YouTube channel, Tom yeah, Shattuck's Tom Burn, Barrel Burn Barrel on YouTube. On YouTube. Why, am I, Why echoing? am I echoing? You like that? Stop. No, Stop. I don't. No, I don't. It's very confusing. <laughs> Um, and you can even send us an email. That's burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review, like our videos, comment, say hi to us, all of that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.